Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one could stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ringside Focus. I'm your host, Malam, and today I'm joined by Chris and um, Safa. Chris, how are you, bro? I'm good, man. Um, caught all the fights yesterday. Um, I was up late, so yeah. Um, a lot yeah. to talk about. <laughs> all these explain to you, man. I can still do it where I can like bang out at like 6 a.m. and then. Yeah, I was out late, so I managed to get back and catch the rest of the fights. Yeah, no, it, it was a good night. I think it was their last pay per view, so it was a good night of fights uh, to stay up for. It was worth it. And Safa, how are you, bro? I'm good, man. I feel like this is like the first time I've been on since what fight was it? Sue. Uh, what fight was it? Sue Harrison. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, a good yeah. Everything's good, man. Like, caught with the fights last night and whatnot, so yeah. Yeah, um, speaking so we're gonna get straight into the fights because there's a lot to talk about this week. Um, because there's a lot that's been going on in the last month and we want to cover all of it. And we're gonna cover some of it today, and next week we're gonna cover the other half that we want to go through, which is basically the Fury Usyk. Um, and the other part of this podcast, we're gonna discuss also the Day of Reckoning card. But let's get into what happened last night. So, David Benavides takes on uh, Demetrius Andrade. Um, to defend his WBC interim, I don't really care, interim belt, just wish-wash, no one really cares about that. But the fight was quite good. Everyone everyone knew going into it that Demetrius Andrade was, should be on paper, a tricky opponent to deal with. Um, like we said in the preview, this is Andrade's sort of first big opponent, big pay-per-view, to see if he is actually who we think he, who people think he is, what he's been hyped to be his whole career, so, you know, since the amateurs. Um, and for David Benavides, this is a guy that he wanted to take out because Benavides wants to be the boogeyman, so he doesn't want to let it, anyone else have that status. So he wanted to take out Andre to prove I can fight everyone that people don't want to fight and I can knock him out. And what a fight it was. I mean, Benavides really showed his class in that fight. <clears throat> it went, it kind of went how I thought it would when we did the prediction, when we did the previews. Um, but, and I was re- but I was really impressed with David Benavides, how, uh, David Benavides, how quickly he came out of the gates. Um, but I'll come to you, you, Chris, first. What did you think about that performance? Really, really good fight, um, first and foremost. Um, both guys are up for it. Um, you can tell both guys really wanted to win. Um, I think all in all, um, it was a great performance from Benavidez. I feel like Andrade is a bit difficult in the fact that 
Um, he's always looked pretty good for the most part um, throughout his career. So it's it's difficult to prepare for an opponent where most of the time they look very, very good. And you don't have enough recent knowledge on where they are at at the moment, if they've gotten better, if they've gotten worse. Um, his, his inactivity, obviously, um, can be a bit confusing going in. And then also there's a lot of pressure because everyone expects Benavides to win. They expected him to win that fight. They knew it'd be tough, but he was the favourite for good reason. But all in all, um, yeah, it just outboxed him. He looked really, really. It looked like he was growing in size. Pause as the <laughs> as the fight was going on. Um, he just looked like at, at points in the fight they just looked like they're on two different weight classes. Um, but I think, um, yeah, he's a really intelligent boxer. He hits very, very, very hard. Like he rocked Andrade so many times. Forget the knockdown. He 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 had him on skates a couple times during that fight, and um, it's tough, man, because he quit. He did. He definitely quit, in my opinion. But um, it doesn't feel the same as the Dubois quit. It really does not. I feel like um, this guy's Dubois agenda, man. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, I, 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 I have to. I have to get onto Dubois any opportunity. But, we're um, going to talk about him in the, in the next part. Of the yeah, podcast. we'll get on to him. We'll get on to him. But um, yeah, I think all in all, uh, David Benavidez, um, it's got to be Canelo. Um, I don't mind seeing the, the rumoured Bivo fight. That would be entertaining too. Um, I think they stack up quite well in terms of their physicality. Um, I think it'll be a really, really good fight. And that would be, that. I think that would be the toughest fight for him. Um, I think it'll be a tougher fight than Canelo. And all in all, if I'm being very, very honest with you, man, I feel like I feel like he does beat Canelo. Based on what I've seen, I feel like he really, or he can beat Canelo. But obviously, it's a matter of time before we see what happens. Yeah, just to quickly add, the toughest fight I feel for him right now is the fight he didn't mention. He mentioned Bivol, but he didn't mention the other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's never gonna touch that guy. I ever. think I think he knows. I think he knows. Yeah, it's because you got a guy like his style where you come forward, you know you have to take punches, you're gonna rely on your chin sometimes when you're getting hit. But mm. Abia is the guy you don't want to rely on your chin against mm. because he's gonna break it. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um but yeah, you're right, those two fights are quite good. Um so how do you find Benavides' performance? I thought it was really good to be fair. I was a bit surprised that uh Andrade or Android Android uh um, sort of like just had to plant his feet and sort of like go like blow for blow like I feel like because he, he is quite tricky to deal with and I thought he would have tried to use his feet a bit more similar to like how Kayla Plant sort of went about the first six rounds but um, Boo Boo just decided to sort of hold his feet and go like blow for blow for him blow for blow with him and I was just I was a bit surprised because he's not really necessarily known as a um, like a like a, like a really sort of power puncher, like like the people he has, he's taken out, he's expected to take out. But so he's had, also, he's also had fights where like the he's expected to take people out and he hasn't taken people out. So 
I was really surprised that he decided to to take that to approach the fight in that manner. Um, but all in all, Ben Vida is just different class, man. And like like um, Chris said, like at times it looked like there was like two different weights. Um, <sighs> Andre, like when I when I was watching him, even though he came in at, at one ninety, whatever, he still looked like he was sort of like a middleweight, like in comparison to like Benavides, he looked just looked like he looked like he was like light heavy, like he could mm. he, he could easily like fought a light heavyweight on that night. So all in all, it was a class performance. Yeah, I, I was really impressed and. Like you said, when when Andre started to hold his feet a bit and was trying to um, plant his shots, I thought, okay, fair enough. You're going to the body. I like that. Especially when you've got pressure fighters. The mm. one big thing you want to do is land hard, clean yeah. um, body shots because you want to slow them down from coming forward. And if you mm. land something heavy, they're going to think twice about coming forward. Yeah. The thing about him, Andre was, he was like, let's go machine for machine. He didn't have it. <laughs> he anymore. doesn't have the facilities. And also, no, he didn't have it. Also, as well, he kept like initiating the clinch with a bigger man. It was like you're gonna tie yourself out. Like, yeah, you know, the, more, yeah. the more he kept trying to initiate the clinch and smother the work, yeah, you can see like when the was just like, all right, cool, like, like down the down the back end of the fight. Well, not even down the back end of the fight, but you carry on doing this, and I'm just gonna end up breaking you down. And it definitely felt like the whole clinching thing and him holding his feet took so much out of him. Yeah, that's the thing though as well about clinching. I feel like. People don't rate Benavides' infighting as much as they should. They think he's the bigger man, so his infighting isn't as good. But his infighting is really good. He knows how to frame, use his elbows and his forearms to create space and then get his hooks off. And that's why he makes it such a um, hard night for anyone. And that's why there was no space where um, Andre could find where he could live and breathe mm. the first two or three rounds. I thought in the first, like, Two and a half, three rounds. Andre did, had a decent start. I thought he looked sharp. Yeah, he looked sharp. But eventually, he couldn't maintain that pace, and he just yeah. kept. Could he? It's that thing where um, I've always seen in his fights where he's fought on to a level. He's fought at a level that he knows is lower than him. So he yeah. starts off well, and then he starts to drift in those fights because he knows those guys aren't on his level. And regardless, even if he drifts, they won't be able to win. This time, he's fought a guy that's on his level. Maybe not technically, but in all other aspects, physically, his power, his fighting, may on even beyond his level. And he mm -hmm. just didn't know what to do. I was he like he just got into that habit of having that early start, then drifting, and then not being able to know where to go and what to do. And one thing I liked from Benavides was every time Andre was in front of him, sometimes he'd be bending over pause, um, but like trying to you know do a high guard and stay in front of him. And every time he was trying to angle out, he was hitting him with a hook to the body he was making sure even if you're coming in going out exiting i'm you're getting paid with something's getting paid off like you're getting hit with something yeah and he kept attacking that body again and again and he was battering him like that guy's eyes started swelling up if if andre didn't quit and that's the thing we need to i'm going to get onto as well is the quitting part because there's a discourse on twitter about this um if andre didn't quit if he would have got battered like plant because plant hung in there but we also plant's face after the fight like he got battered yeah. after, um andrade and he would have got stopped but a good thing that i saw from benavidez was the round four the way he dropped andrade wasn't through like um accumulation of punches it was from one punch yeah his you saw in slow-mo his eyes his went face, yeah 
yeah. yeah. And that's good to show your power because Andrade's been been hit by power punches. I don't I don't think he's ever been dropped in his career. No. So to do that with one punch is not an accumulation. That shows he's got. Has he been dropped? Has he been dropped once? Let me, I can hmm. check. Has he? he? Might have been. He's had, he's I, had like he's been dropped. I feel like he got dropped once. Um. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, let me check. Yeah, I'll, I'll double. I'll double check. Away. You go on. Yeah. So, um, doing what he did is in just impressive. Like that performance, and also what they're trying to do with Benavides is um, set him up as like a pay per view star. And especially when you're going against Canelo, you need the performances to back it up. Yeah. So like, this is perfect for him. I feel. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. 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 I'll see you. Uh, yeah. No, my my flipping laptop's frozen again, so I'm probably going to leave. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just finish my thing and then let you guys carry on. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you: so if is if obviously we want to see Canelo Benavides, we're all agreed on that. The yeah. whole communities agreed on that we want to even see it after he beat plant if uh um that doesn't happen next is it a duck and what do you think uh so i'm going to ask you chris first is it a duck while i try to sort on my computer um right now i feel um it's the fight that people have been clamoring on to see um i don't know I, I couldn't call it a duck unless I saw who he was um, trying to fight instead. And that goes for both guys. For example, if I saw that he was trying to fight Bivol or either one of them was trying to fight Bivol, then I wouldn't really, I wouldn't call it a duck per se, um, especially for Benavidez. But um, it has to happen next. I can't see many other viable options for opponents that they need in all honest truth i think it's got to be they got to fight each other next and the, the caliber of fighter you have to fight to avoid fighting each other has got to be very high and i can't see any other fight really making the money that that fight would can you imagine that fight on like yeah, may 5th yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cinco de mayo yeah. it's cash money man you, you like I don't see any other way around it. So, um, in all honest truth, it's got to be that fight next. I agree. Like to be fair, it all depends on Canelo, really, isn't it? Because he he yeah. pretty much, he pretty much decides who he wants to fight and whatnot. But just echoing on what you're saying, I don't think there's much or there's anyone else out there. I've, I've learned maybe like David Morrell, but mm. uh, like Canelo Morrell doesn't really make sense. Like financially, no. not Benavides Morrell. Mm. I mean, it it can run, but but it's not what people want to see. Like everyone, would, like especially on the back of what he done to uh, Boo Boo and what he done to uh, Kayla Plant. I think, yeah, naturally, it's the only fight. Like especially when you think about like sort of like how Canelo dealt with Plant as well, and there's always going to be a comparison about like who dealt with who better and whatnot. So mm. naturally, it's the, it's the only fight to make, really. And like you said, yeah. like Melody Sinkhole. Like, that would break pay-per-view. Well, I don't know if it would break pay-per-view record, but that would be very, very high in sort of pay-per-view sales. Yeah. And I also feel like um, when it comes to these dare-to-be-great fights, a lot of them do kind of feel a bit suspicious because it's like, if you're going to lose, 
then just say you lost. There's not this, um, the weight was too much for me or um, the size difference was too much. I couldn't compete at this weight. It was too low. I felt drained. None of that. I really don't want to hear none of that. It's, you fight, fight, and then that's it. The advantage that we have with this David Benavidez fight, Benavidez versus Canelo, is that both guys are fighting at a weight that they're comfortable at. Yeah. You know I mean? They have a lot of experience at that weight. And in all fairness, like they're both, especially Benavidez. Benavidez is quite, is quite big for the weight. Uh, Canelo is comfortable at the weight. He might be a bit blown up in comparison to his younger years, but he's he's definitely comfortable at the weight. You know, yeah. he's a he's a champ at the weight. So there's no getting around it. So there's no size excuses. There's no weight excuses. It's literally fighting for who's the best at the moment in time. It's the fight that's going to bring about the most money. Um, I can't see Bivol and Benavidez really generating anywhere near Canelo money. Um, Canelo Bivol too. It's not generating Benavidez money, so it has to. It has to really and truly be the next fight. I can't think of a single reason why it wouldn't be. The whole excuse that Canelo's using about like, oh, he's a Mexican and all that, but allow that man. He's American anyway, and yeah. His 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 birth is American. I think you have to go by his nationality. You know, he's American, but yeah, that's the big fight. I don't I don't get what the reason behind Canelo not fighting him unless he genuinely thinks of him as a threat that he doesn't want to face at this stage of his career because he also does feel like the rest of everyone else that he's not at his best anymore and that he's at in, in in his years where even though he's not at his best, he can still beat most guys, but the top level guys he probably won't be able to beat them again. Mm. It may be that. It may not be that. So I don't know, but. That has to happen next. Like I'm hearing, apparently there's quite rumors going on that he wants to fight Mongoya. So that's horrid. It's a waste uh, of time. Horrid. I think as well, yeah. Stylistically, yeah. Canelo Benavides would be such a great fight for the neutrals, well. Like yeah. literally, it's literally machine for machine, gunshot for gunshot. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's literally like, so like, whoever like whoever it is Golden Boy matching whoever is in charge of all these things, they need to make it happen because. There's, there's there's no other way there's no other place to go. Literally that's no the thing. He's on PBC in it, so it should be able to happen. Like this, this mm. fight, should, there's no obstacles to making this fight in terms of network or promotion or anything like that. Okay, fine, network because now PBC are in that issue where they don't have a network anymore. So where would you put this fight? It's fair enough, but the zone. That's a good promotion. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say um, in terms of like like TV and whatnot, it's probably got to be on the zone, no. No, no, because they're on PBC and it. PBC don't have a network after this year. Okay. Showtime finished with doing, and I don't think Showtime are doing pay per views anymore. So, oh. so they have to look for a new network. But in terms of making the fight, it's easy. And if they do it anywhere, a, a, a network like the Zone will will pay the money to host it on their network. Yeah. So. You think Eddie's missing out on that? Not a chance, mate. He's seeing, he's he's seeing dollar signs right to the bank. He's definitely rubbing his hands. Up. If that um situation arises, I can imagine now Canelo will probably be like, get the Saudis involved, then we'll do the fight. Because mm. that's what th when we go into Saudis, but that's what one thing I can see a lot of these big fighters doing now is they're like, Well, let me just wait for the Saudis to overpay for a fight and then I'll fight. So mm. yeah, sure. But that that's gonna be next for Benavides. And if not Bivol or if not David Morel, because he's fighting next month. David Morel's a good opponent, I feel like. He hasn't got the experience, but he's a very good, technically sound opponent. 
and I think they were looking at that fight for November and then they switched their um, focus towards Andrade because they knew the Andrade fight would be a bit bigger than the Morel fight. But man, Benavidez, like this year, he really showed out, man. The way he beat up both Plan and um, Andrade. And I compared him to Tim Zhu. I was like, at the start of the year, both of them were kind of looking to get that undisputed title shot. And when it didn't come about, they didn't just wait and say, oh, I will just wait for the shot. They just fought the other contenders in their division to prove that they're the best person there. Yeah. And both of them have shown that in their respective divisions, the super middleweight and the light middleweight divisions, they are the number two, if not number one. Some people argue Tim Zhu's better than Charlo. Some people argue that Benavides is better than Canelo now because of the work that they've done this year. They probably won't get fight of the year, but they're like big nominations for that category because they've really put it on this year. So big credit to both of those guys. Oh, and Andrade got dropped by Marty Rossian. Yeah, and Alantes Fox, I think, as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, yeah? Yeah, so he's been dropped, but still, yeah. for Benavides yeah. to do that is a good thing to show, especially... Yeah, definitely. It's not like he gets dropped regularly. Yeah. But for Andrade, I feel like it's peak, but at the same time, I don't feel sorry for him because he was put in the uh, Who Needs You club, but at the same time, there were fights that he turned down himself. If he took, would have opened up bigger opportunities. Like he should have fought Charlo when the opportunity came at 154. He should have fought um Janibek when the fight was there. I feel like okay, the guy's a booty man, he's not that big, but beat him, and fights would have opened up for you at middleweight. Uh, look at Janibek now, the guy's got two belts more than you've ever done in terms of unifying a division. Um yeah. or and then you know when he was meant to fight Zach Parker. Oh yeah. Didn't Zach Parker get injured? I think, so. and then he pulled out, and Zach Parker ended up fighting Ryder. Ryder won, and look where Ryder went. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Canelo. Like, if you took the fights that were available to you at the time and didn't try to put yourself above it, you could have got a better opportunity at a younger oh, stage of your career. Yeah. So, Overvalued is worth. Yeah, very much so, and uh, believed in the hype because remember this guy. This guy was getting hype from amateurs. Like I remember Sean Porter in his podcast was talking about him, like. When they used to go to the tournaments, Boo Boo was the guy everyone used to talk about because he was just beating everyone up. Like, there's so many clips you can find of his amateur days where he beats up guys like Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, everyone. Like, he 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 absolutely smokes them in the amateurs because he and he I think that carried over to his pro career where he just believed his own hype and his career turned out the way it did. What do you want to see? Who do you want to see him fight next? Who Boo Boo? Yeah, I'm not going to call him that, but. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I only call him that because I don't know if it's Andre or Andrade. Like, I, I just say either, it doesn't mind. I, I, I usually it. say Andrade. Uh, um, who, who would I like to see him fight? Mm. That's a tough one because I, it's gonna stink anyway. The fight's not like a hypothetical fight with Andre, Andrade is, isn't one that I would want to see anyway. Um, Maybe one of the Charlos. I was going to say Charles, but I want to see Charlo Plant. I'd, I'd say one of those two if they don't fight each other. Yeah. Charlo Plant or Charlo. Yeah, that would be a good fight for him. Mm. I feel. Or, or David Morel if he wins next week. Mm. No, next, next month. Fight him. Yeah. But that again, Morel's a guy that's really skilled, can punch, similar to Andrade, but they don't sell. So we'll yeah. see about how that works. Because also, he's now in that pay-per-view sense. Does he now... Like he's doing his whole career, does he over overvalue himself and think, no, I just want the big fights now, even though he lost? 
Mm-hmm. And he, the way he was talking about, just one thing I want to add, last thing. The way he was talking about on the in one of the reaction interviews, like um, there's uh, they asked him, oh, was there anything tough um, about uh, Benavidez that you didn't expect? And he's like, yeah, no, this is weight class. I came up three weight classes, daring to be great. I hate when fighters do that. Like we can say, we as the fans can say, if you try to be great, you can't put that label on yourself, especially if you gave up in yeah. that. And then you can't say, oh, it's his weight class. Because, brother, you came in at 190 on the day. So it's not like you were severely undersized or something like that. Mm. Or you, were, you were forced to come up. You fought mm. at Super Middleweight in January. You came to Super Middleweight for one reason only, Canelo. And you knew Benavides was the way to get there. So you can't really complain on the, about the weight class. But, look, it was a good night. Um, did you guys catch the Matias fight? Yeah. Oh, he's a monster. Guy is a monster. He, he's- Beast. He's honestly a beast. Um, like first, first initial, the first couple of rounds, I was like, mm, he, he looks, he's sounded quite slow and whatnot. But then it was like, once he found his rhythm, his groove, started cutting off the ring and started delivering them blows. It was going to be a very, very long night for for the other fellow. I can't even pronounce his name. Ergashev. Ergashev. Yeah. Ergashev. Yeah. Like Ergashev did all right initially. Like especially him being southpaw and whatnot. Like. Mat- uh, Matthias kind of struggled to kind of like understand the range and whatnot, but once he once he I finally like locked it down, it was long. It was game over. It was eerily similar to the Benavidez Andre fight. We had a big, we had a power punching pressure fighter against a southpaw guy who's going to try to establish his power, but also try to keep the range. And then within two rounds, it just goes away from them, and you just see they just get battered and they both quit. Because they were just mm. getting bad, and the way I saw that fight, I was looking at Ergashev and I was thinking, "You have to land something hard." Yeah. Because can be hit, and he can be hit hard, but if you don't land something clean and hard to put him down or you know to wobble him, he's just going to keep coming forward. He's going to keep finding his groove, and he's going to keep battering you. And that's why he just battered him completely. It was such like it was so fun to watch that because I was just he, thinking, he "Beat the will out of him." He literally yeah, beat the will out of him. Guy just stood. The guy just left. Like he was just sitting in the corner, and he just said, "Nah." And deep here, that's his fifth corner stoppage in a row. That is People on it. Where where would you rate him in the one forty division? Tough names in there. That is a competitive division, you know. Um, are we still having Josh Taylor in the one forty division? Or yeah, but like, yeah, but would you? Okay, I'm, I'm saying like, is does he fit in your top three? Would he be in your top three, and where? I think it's better in progress. I don't really. I think it's better in progress. Um, Better than Tio? I think Tio's skills are better, but I think Matthias's power will always give him the edge over anyone like that division. Don't get me wrong, Tio's got power. Yeah. But not the power that Matthias carries. Like he he's got the power to to beat the will out of you, like we just saw. I think Tio's got power that can can drop you, but yeah. it's, not, it's not like power that can make you hesitant in coming forward unless you're a smaller man like Lomachenko I think he, like Lomachenko was kind of hesitant because of the power because he's a smaller man but Matthias his power is scary bro like he's had five stoppage five corner stoppages that's scary so I'd have, all, all, his, all his wins are knockouts I'll have all right, I'm going to exclude Devon because we don't know how he gets on yeah, yeah. About. so I'm going to have Matthias 
one, TO two, and I'll go program three. Yeah, I was gonna say if you said Rolly, we could end. No, 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 no. <laughs> We'd edit the pod right there. <laughs> um, Chris, what do you think? Did you agree with that? Yeah, I agree to be honest. Um, wait, who did you have one? Matthias. 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 Yeah, I think his power just gives him the edge. Power is like a real, real. It's an equalizer, bro. Equalizer. Yeah, it's, equalizer. it's an equalizer. It, it can. It stands up. Stand up to so much. You can have you can be deficient in so many attributes. If you've got enough power, as we've seen in loads of examples, if you've got enough power, you can really, really offset um your your other weaker attributes. Yeah. Um I actually like progray, you know. I do like progray. Like um, what Giovante called him. What do you call him? A flat footed bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, I, I do like Progray. I do like Progray. Um, is he another one that started boxing late? Yeah. Yeah. He started boxing late. Yeah, it makes a bit of, it makes a bit of sense. His fight with Josh Taylor, that Taylor fight. Oh, I go back to rewatch that sometimes. I thought it was way closer than how people actually had it. It was. Um, yeah, but a lot of people were just saying like Taylor won, Taylor won, Taylor won, Taylor oh, won. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't see that. I definitely understood the split decision. Yeah, it was very close. It could have gone either way in terms of round. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought he won, but I thought it was just my bias because I liked the way he fought. He was a, it was a bit more. It was it was pushing the intensity a bit more. I remember um, Little Wayne backing him as well. That what was that sorry? Little Wayne had uh, he had the Little Wayne cosign. Little Wayne was like proper backing program. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that, I, I'm still laughing at that um, when he got onto Devin Haney. I watched that so many times, and Haney's face kills me because it, it, it says a lot, man. It says a lot about Haney's power. It does. Name, <laughs> he's asking to name one person who's not that, and he froze. Yeah, actually, um, and he laughed like you know that's the sort of laugh that you do yeah when you're trying to find like buy yourself more time to lie like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it, like you could tell at the end he he got got he got yeah, got yeah. At the end. he got, he um, got but yeah uh, to be honest I, I I hear Mark you know I, I yeah. do hear Mark I th- I think How? he's got better be of inevitability about him where you just know whoever you put him yeah, he's, he's gonna hit like, something. And when he does hit you with something here, it's just going to scramble your brain. Yeah. There's something about power punches, man. It's really alluring and they get a lot of... It's easy to get to go on a following because it's just exciting. Yeah. And then you impose fear. Like, can you imagine anyone who goes in against Ben, Better Bear, they're just going to be thinking, this guy could potentially knock me out. No, Every... not just knock me out. He could kill me. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he could he, he could end my career pretty much. And that's every single person. And the next person and the next person, it must just get scarier to motivate yourself to fight someone like him. Takes a lot of guts. I don't know how um, Yard did it. I don't know how he went in. I don't know. Yeah, and the shots he took were tough as well. Yeah, like you don't know how it affected him until he gets into a hard fight. So yeah, yeah. And then we'll just end it off with the last one. This idiot. Uh, he's an idiot in my books. I'm sorry. 
I don't care he's an idiot in my books. I don't care if people want to do the sympathy thing, cool, do your things. To me, the guy's an idiot. Jamal Charlo, he fights a, a welterweight, yeah. a catch weight. So he cut and, and he's he still keeps his WBC middleweight belt despite it not being on the line and the catch weight being at 163. They set the catch weight at 163, he doesn't make it. Even though the catch rate's for him, it's not for Benavides. Benavides can make 147 at some point in his career. Like he can make yeah. 160. But the catch rate was for Jamal Charlo to help him make weight, and he still missed it by three pounds. Comes into the second attempt, and somehow he added on weight. How do you do that? How do you how do you come I to this? I really second? don't know how you do that. He must have been enjoying bare water. That's the only thing I can think of. Like there's yeah, but... so much water. Uh, Why would you drink any water after missing weight? <laughs> but that's a, that's a Charlo thing to do. Like, yeah, it is. I don't know, man. He's just a he, he's like even listening to him. He's just in a in his own place. Like, mm. like after his fight, the post fight, he was sort of like in his own. Like he was, he wasn't, he wasn't too respondent. Like everything was mm. just like one word. Like, like so he's being asked, oh, uh, what what do you want to do next? What the, what does the fans want to see? Oh, was that a good? Was it, how do you grade yourself? I don't grade myself. Like he was just very non-response. Like very non-response. I don't know. Man. He's just in his own world. Like I don't know, man. I feel they like, feel like everyone's out to get them, and then they behave like that. Of course, everyone's going to be out to get you because you're not likable. They're not mm. likable guys. Both of them are just. They just come across as like entitled, boneheads, bad sports, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. They, they just come across as bitter jealous and whatnot like i've never really been a fan of their personalities i feel they like a good... Go on. i was gonna say let me try and re... let me try and articulate this in a way that doesn't seem too bad but i think after mal's episode i feel like he's sort of kind of been humbled in a way like he, mm. he's sort of as brash and as loud as he was like previously mm. um, a lot a lot of time he's talking about sort of like god and like people around him and whatnot, um, but well, I guess we'll see like how long, like it, it remains. I still I mean, want to see the plant fight. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That, that build up would be insane. Bro, he has to get that lick back. How are you getting slapped in public? And you don't know nothing about it, and it's all like, all the videos are everywhere. Like it was saying, really strange. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's in his own world. Like he, he actually didn't even try. Like he didn't do like, anything. He didn't even sort of um no he didn't even flinch like or anything or do you know what i mean he wasn't sort of he wasn't he didn't even go to like survival mode he just kind of like accepted it and even like after the fight last night yeah he said something cheeky like oh plant was lucky i didn't come down there and yeah, yeah. Us. and it's like nothing stopped you from doing that like you could have if you really wanted to you could have done that like well i don't know man but his performance was was pretty decent like oh oh no Especially like being away for like two years as well, and battling with the stuff that he's battled, like he looked decent. Like obviously the ring rust and whatnot, so he defensively he was a bit rusty, like sort of like lack of head movement and whatnot. But his punch selection was good. His, his ability to counter was really good. So he's kind of sharp with the counters and whatnot. I was just a bit surprised. I was just a bit disappointed that he didn't really like take up Bene- um yeah take up Benavides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not. It's not. It's not a performance to be happy about, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because Ben, mm. remember, Benavides is again a world, world coming up, 
And his last three fights, he lost to um, Garcia. Garcia. He drew to Francisco Torres, the guy that um, you know Shiraz dro- got dropped against and then knocked him out. Yeah. Uh, so if you're if you if you're fighting a guy, I said before the fight started, I said anything other than a beatdown leading to a stoppage is not a good look for Charlo. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how long he's been out for the ring for. The the opponent they picked for him was for a reason. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But. Technically, I liked his jab. I like the way yeah. He I think he showcased his skills. I think he's just, like he showcased his skills is still there and whatnot. But I think the result of the fight wasn't great. Yeah, I think he's very beatable. I think even Ch- I think Plant looking at that knows he can he can beat that version of Charlo. If yeah, he turns up like that. Another fight to be fair, Charlo. Yeah. but he was saying like he only had like a f- I don't know if this, how believable this is, but he said like he had a three week a three week camp. I wouldn't be surprised. Huh? Yeah, he said he had a three week camp. So he said basically like like he's always obviously like been in the gym and obviously like sort of like like sort of like trying to sh- like do his thing. But in terms of like like doing things like solely dedicated to the fight, he said it's only been like three weeks. Right. I mean that that probably might make sense as to why I mean telling us like the fans just shows you how unprofessional you are and why people really shouldn't invest in your career. Honestly, he's just. Who would you like? Like, or, like, say if you had to pick up like another tune-up fight, who would you go for, Charlo? Like, leading up to a plant fight. Who's Kattegai? I was gonna say, can can Gabe Rosado make one sixty-eight? Oh, that's worse than a tune-up, man. Gabe Rosado yeah. needs to retire a time ago, bro. What do yeah, you want? He wanted to die man. for no reason, man. <laughs> He's a like shocking him, guy now, man. Yeah. guy is a former champion, but I don't think he's like at his best anymore and he's there for the taking. So I feel like that if he needed a tune up. But who cares about a tune up, man? Just put him into the plant fight. Like Bonnell yeah, tune up. That would be amazing. Yeah, to get him the money he needs and then he can quit after. That's it. Like mm-hmm. we don't we don't need to see him get built up because let's be real, he's not gonna I don't want to write him off, but he just doesn't look good. I don't feel like he's going to get back to anywhere near mm. his best. Yeah, and plus he's like had like 30, he's like thirty four fights in. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's basically had a, a somewhat of a career. It's not as if like he's sort of like starting his career. No, he, yeah. he's very much established. Uh, he can say he can sail away into the sunset and call it a day, and no one, no one better an eyelid. Yeah. Danny Garcia is looking at him. Why don't you just get that fight? Make that fight as well. Well, Garcia, Charles, um, Garcia, yeah, Charles, yeah. Make Garcia come up. He'll come up. He'll get money because Garcia knows he won't get money anywhere else. Then just do that fight. We're going to do a rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to be worse—the rap battle, or their boxing—but yeah, we'll have to stream it. All right, let's 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 move on to something a bit more positive, in Charlo. Because I hate talking about that guy. Um... So obviously, in the last, I think was it was it two weeks ago now, um, mm. Saudis announced that they're in boxing fully, and they announced probably one of the biggest cards we've seen in terms of names on a card. Um, called it the Day of Reckoning card on the uh, December twenty third, headlined by Joshua versus Walin, and then underneath it Wilder versus Parker, and then we've also got uh, Dubois versus Miller under that, then Mahmoudov versus Caballero, or Jaya Pataya versus Zorro. Um, Frank Sanchez versus Junior Farr, Dimitri Bivol versus Ar- Lyndon Arthur, and then Philip Hergovich versus Frank Demori, which I'm going to get onto that fight in a bit because that's what we're going to start with. But yeah, um, I think 
that's a great initiative that they've done the card i'm happy with but obviously there can be some things that a lot of people have an issue with which is the obvious issue that you have joshua and wilder on the same card but they're not fighting each other i mean that's i think that's the most obvious issue that with that uh, whole card and that they're in fights that i think are quite competitive that can actually ruin the marinating of the joshua wilder fight that they want to do in 2024 um thoughts on the whole card just just when you heard it and you looked at the lineup what do you guys think um what were your initial thoughts straight away um so far i'm going to first um i liked it i like i like i like the cards i feel like that's probably one of the best cards in terms of like seeing all the top well not top class but sort of seeing like all the um all the the boxes that we're familiar with like on one card yeah. uh, the the matchmaking isn't great if we're being totally honest like it's pretty pretty straightforward in terms of matchmaking bar like two or three fights but i think when you look at sort of seeing all the names on like on one night it's probably like the best card i've ever seen like mm. do you know what I mean? it's not often mm. often you see like three heavyweight world champions on one card yeah you know is it free yeah free so you're free and then maybe a couple mandatories or do you know what i mean on the yeah, yeah. card it's crazy so and then even when you look further down the card you, you got like the um cruiserweight champion right yeah so you've got upside cruiserweight champion bivol is light heavy champion like it's, it's crazy so I, so I, I like the card a lot it's just sort of the matchmaking is a bit it's a bit mm-hmm. suspect but i think you can call pretty much call a winner in about in about 70 percent of the fights well let's say 65 percent of the fights <laughs> that number is crazy but yeah because Mm-hmm. I get what you mean though. Most of the fights are like you know that they're probably one-sided or they're not as competitive. And you, could, are... you could call the, the method as well. Like literally you could call the method of like victory in like, about like same percent of the fights. There's only yeah. about like, three fights where you're just like, mm, it's a toss of a coin. Yeah, just just uh disclaimer for anyone listening. If Safa picks a method, go for the other one because he did the uh, prediction league, he wasn't that great in it. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that because what you're supposed <laughs> to say is that not not this year, but Last year, I was the champion. Yeah, like not on a not on a Charles Martin thing. I was a legitimate champion. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I yeah, give me my credit. <laughs> Enough, <laughs> Chris. What do you think about the whole card? Like your initial thoughts? Like, yeah, man, forward? I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, great card, um, great price. Um, yeah, it's like twenty quid, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's a great. Which is a, which is a really good price for what you're getting. Um, yeah, there is a disparity between some of the fighters. Um, some some fighters are some fighters are clearly overmatched, but I guess what that leads to is a high percentage chance of knockouts, which the people want to see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's not always about seeing the best fights to promote the sport, and I think this is what this card is to do to promote Saudi's involvement in boxing. But it's to also garner interest through entertainment. So you have a bit of both. You have some very intriguing matchups. You got your Joshua, your, your, your Joshua Wallin. You got your Wilder versus Joseph Parker. Then you've got your um, Dubois versus Jarrell Miller, 
And then you've got all the other fighters who maybe are just kind of... It's almost like an exhibition. I'd, I'd almost put it as an exhibition. I'll be real. Um, you got... Um, is it, who's it was fighting? Um, so you got Bivol versus Arthur. Yeah, which is like no contest. What's up? Uh, Hergovic versus Demori. Oh yeah, so Demori is getting Demori is getting knocked out, but it's yeah, just we're gonna, we're gonna get to that one straight away when, when we start. Sanchez it's, versus it's, yeah, yeah, Junior Far obviously not good, not great. Um, Opatai and then Zoro, and then Mahmoud. Yeah, Zoro, Zoro, the thing is, Zoro is tough, but he's just overmatched here. Yeah, he only won literally the content, the Sky Sports pop the, the boxer contender like yeah this year didn't he yeah tough fight as well yeah uh, levels with this let's I think he, he 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 won by stoppage didn't he uh but the 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 contender thing yeah um yeah his last fight uh, who was it against oh, Zoro 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 Zoro, Zoro, Zoro. Won, yeah. He won his last fight by decision. Decision, yeah. He, he stopped Jose Burton, yeah. Okay. Zoro, Zoro. Zoro won his oh, last Zorro. fight. He beat oh, Burton okay, okay. By, uh, knocking him out, but then his last fight was a decision win. Okay, um, yeah. He, he is he is overmatched, but I feel like he's tough and rugged enough to at least hang in there for quite some time. To be fair, opposite on um, a job on Jordan Thompson, and yeah. I feel like it's going to go the same way, literally. I feel like it's going to be the second part. You know of what? You're kind of right. Zoro and Jordan Thompson aren't too dissimilar. Let's get into that fight then. Jaya Patai versus Elis Zoro. You're right. I think in terms of levels, it's similar to Jordan Thompson. It's a British domestic yeah. level fighter going against Patai, who everyone knows is their number one. And the way even his skills show it, but his achievements and his amateur background as well. Hmm. I like, think Thompson's probably a bigger puncher than Zoro. And I think a lot of people were banking on sort of like Thompson having like a puncher's chance, but Opatai is too good, man. Yeah. And I think one thing that people forget is that Opatai can punch as well. He can punch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see anything other than the Opatai stoppage. Like four rounds, maybe? He's four a spiteful guy, man. Probably. He, he punches with like real intent. Mm. And he likes getting hit. Like that's the thing. That's the like that's the thing. He likes being in that. Like some people, when they're they're good boxers, but they don't like that fight environment where you know the punches are flying away. He loves it. Like he, like you could tell when he was on that press conference, he, he just wanted to scrap there and then. Like he just wanted. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back away. He's that type of guy. The, you know the Maori guys. They just love mm. fighting. Like, that's yeah. it. So Zoro probably is going to get thumped up, but that's good for Pattaya in terms of your your exposure. Because if you thump a guy like Zoro the way he did. Uh, Jordan Thompson, but now on this big stage, mm. people start to take notice of him, mm. especially how he fights. He fights cold. He's yeah. a boxer. It's a it's a great card, man. It's it's a it's a good card. It's one of the best cards. I mean, I'm measuring it by the fact that I want to watch every single fight. It's yeah. entertainment value is very good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when was the last time you wanted to watch a card from start to finish? Probably the Misfits ones. But that's because, like, you know, Misfits is like, you know, the influencer stuff. So I like, exactly. I want to see the influencers in the same year. I want to see the names rather than the actual matchups themselves. Yeah. So mm. um, the matchup I'm looking most forward to is this one. <laughs> Philip Hergovic, obviously, he's in line for the IBF belt and he's probably going to get a shot at the vacant belt once the undisputed fight is done because they're going to strip whoever wins. 
So who do they get to keep him busy? Mark DeMori. I mean, where did they dredge this guy out of? 2016, um, David Hayes, David Hayes closed it. That's where they got from. It, has, has, has there ever been a bigger mismatch than this? Because this is a proper mismatch. Like, Mark DeMori is on an 11-fight win streak. But if you actually go on box rec, you look at who he beat, then you realise why he's 42-2. and two. Like, it's because, you know, he's not he's fighting anyone. He can, isn't he? Re no, actual cans. Not even, like, me taking the piss and calling someone a can for the sake of calling them actual cans. They are, they are actual bums. Mm. He shouldn't be here. He, if, and the reason they're doing this, I can tell, is because his last fight on the Joshua card, the first... It, it wasn't going well till he got the knockout in terms of entertainment. And with a guy like him, obviously you're heavyweight, you want to entertain. And when you become a cha if you want him to become a champion, you still need to entertain and sell. So I feel like this, they want to do a one-sided battering, beat up Mark Demori within an inch of his life, and then people might, will be entertained. It's probably such a bad... The thing match. is, though, yeah, Hergovic has brought this on himself because, like, the last fight, he could have he could have done what we expect him to do in, in the Demori fight. He's just very... He, he just wasn't interested in sort of like uh, engaging and I think that's more on Hergovic's part like anytime I've watched him he's just he's literally been so stale like I know people talk about his skills and he's a an Olympian or whatever it is but he's just so stale like he has no entertainment value mm. so I think that's more on him rather than sort of like where he's been matched but if he doesn't get this guy out in about four rounds we've got to throw him away yeah I agree I agree. It's a dead fight. It's, it, I'm, I'm glad they're starting the card with that because no one really wants to see Mark Demore get demolished like that. The next fight is Frank Sanchez versus Junior Farr. This is, again, probably another big one-sided mismatch. Junior Farr coming off a knockout to Lucas Brown. I mean, I didn't think it was possible for Lucas Brown in his, like, 53-year-old man to knock him out, but Junior Farr made it possible. Frank Sanchez, I mean... Since Ajagba hasn't really done anything in his career and he's still not doing anything with his career, you could have swapped this around. You could have got good fights, in my opinion. You could have done Junior Farr versus Mark Demori and then Frank Sanchez versus Philip Hergovic, and you would have got 10 times better fights through that yeah. than doing what they're doing now. So, yeah. Frank, I don't know. How, how, how would he, how would you navigate him so that he could get a big fight? I would put him he's in. He's got to take the route, the route less traveled, man. He's got to go through maybe someone like... He's got to beat like a Zhang. I was going to say, so, yeah. He's got to beat a Zhang. Or maybe Joyce. Take or on Joyce. Or, yeah. yeah. If it, or it, it, could be, it could be Joyce, then Zhang. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he beat Joyce very, very easily. 100%, yeah. yeah. Whereas Zang you... is Zang is more of a tricky fight because um his power is undeniable in my opinion. He's got real, yeah. real power. Um and he's a big lad. So um it would be impressive to other heavyweights if he could pull that off in, yeah. in, in a decent fashion. And then from there, once you're on top. Um, it really depends on what happens after Fury Usyk. It's really hard to judge where heavyweight boxing will be in the next couple of years because we just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we really don't. But um, I think we'll get a clear idea. We do need um, some heavyweights to step up. Um, 
we do, we really do. I feel like the the, the quality of of heavyweights after Usyk and Fury dropped so significantly. Yeah. It's like there's no real entertainment factor because outside of Fury and Usyk, and I try and look at fighters who would get the masses excited for a big heavyweight clash. You got AJ Joshua. Nice. Probably about it. Joshua Fan himself, yeah? <laughs> yeah. AJ Joshua. Might as well. AJ Wilder, sorry. Um, AJ Wilder. And then um, yeah. after that, that's it, really. I mean, um, it's, then you got the new crop in it, basically. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like the new crop just haven't done enough. Yeah. And Herbert, I don't think he's really done well on a, on a media front because he's a talented fighter. He just hasn't really done enough to get the casuals excited about he's boring. what he can bring. To and he's boring. And he is boring. Yeah. No, not just fighting, but just personality-wise. If there's nothing yeah. to, to invest in, you don't really yeah. care. I mean, he beat Zhang and nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, that is mad. No, no one cares. Everyone's that. bigging up Zhang. Everyone's praising Zhang. But nobody cares that Hergovic beat Zhang. Arguably. Yeah. Arguably. But even I, then, I, that type of fight... Yeah, like, yeah it was, it was arguable, definitely. It's still good for his career, though, the fact that Zhang comprehensively knocked out Joyce twice, but with yeah. Hergovic, he really couldn't. Yeah. So... Yeah. It was Frank... a tough fight. What did you say? No, it was a very... It was a tough competitive um, fight between yeah. him and Zhang and Hergovic. Sanchez needs to take a page out of Ajagba's book because Ajagba's much more um, right now in a better position than him because Ajagba took three fights this year against yeah. Stephen Shaw... Um, Kosobutsky and then Goodall and he's one or three and like he's now in a better position where people are talking about him to fight guys like Jared Anderson or even bigger fights like you know people always discussing AJ as well so he needs to take that approach of being more regular with your fighting and fighting guys that you know that no one else really wants to fight like that so like you said Zhang tried to see push for that fight but we'll see how this fight goes with Frank Sanchez he's just got to deliver I guess nothing much mm. else you can do you just have to deliver a big a big win. All right. Uh, the other heavyweight fight. I actually like this fight. I think the matchmaking for this fight was actually quite good. Um, Arsene Bek Mahmoudov versus Ajit Kabeyo. I think that's a really good fight because Kabeyo's always been discussed for Fury and Joshua. Like, he's always been a name that they always brought up because he's always been around the rankings. And they always thought, well, he's a guy that we could use to knock out and beat. For Mahmoudov, there's been a criticism that he hasn't since Takam, he hasn't fought anyone really that that should test him. He's had two first round knockouts and now he's fighting Cabello. I think that's really good for his career. I think if he fights Cabello, he's not the most technically sound boxer, but Mahmoudov can really punch. Like he's got like that's why him and Baturbi are from the same camp. Like they can punch. And if he lands on Cabello and knocks him out, it really does push him into that title picture. Like if he does if he does a job on Cabello, it we will start to talk him, about him with like the Hergovic, the Sanchez's, for example, and he'll be up there in those top ten rankings. Do you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think his last performance was kind of kind of everyone I noticed as well. Like I think many people didn't really um weren't really paying attention to to him until what he did in the last in his last fight. So if he if he goes out and does delivers similar to that level, then he's definitely in the mix. Yeah. So that, that's a good fight. They match that well. So I, I can, I'll give them credit for that because both guys need each other to get that step up to the title picture. Mm. So far enough. 
Um, all right, so I'll try to go in order. I think this will probably be next. So Dimitri Bivol, obviously coming back after a year, more than a year out of the ring to fight Linda Natha. One thing I took away from that press conference, Lyndon was limping. And by the way he was talking, it didn't feel like it. You didn't, you weren't like filled with very, with much confidence that he, he even believed in himself to go and beat Dimitri Bivol. This is also probably an, a big one-sided bout, probably similar to Bivol versus Richards, I'll be honest. Um, mm. What do you not think about this bout? Uh, I think it's a nice payday for for Arthur. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a great payday for Arthur because, and I think it's one of those fights where, uh, you know, like sort of when you're like overly matched, yeah, you expect to get like beaten up. But even like I don't think before's a sort of fight that like puts a lot of pain on someone. Like he, like he could decide to make this a twelve hour fight if he wanted to, if he really wanted to. Yeah. But I expect people to stop him just because Arthur doesn't really have anything going from other than like a, a good jab like he's not really like a, a power yeah. or anything but um i think he's it's a good payday and he's not going to receive as much punishment as he would facing like another top tier um light heavy so mm. like i expect before to have him out in there have a have him out in eight but not nothing sort of like concussive or anything and i think yeah. he'd be well compensated for it as well chris Bivol versus Arthur. Um, <laughs> mate, um, I don't rate Lyndon Arthur, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I agree. I agree to be fair. I I think, I'm just going to be. I'm, I'm just going to be brutally honest. Um, I feel like he's got skills. Definitely, he's quite a sound technical boxer. But I feel like he can't fight. I feel like yeah. it doesn't take much to break his will. I feel like he's quite fragile and can go down quite easily. Um, till this day, it baffles me. That first yard fight, it really, really baffles me. I don't know how that happened. Um, but um, for me personally, um, he just really doesn't have what it takes to, to go to that next level. I think he's like fringe European, really and truly. Um, I don't even know if I'd classify him as a full European level fighter. Um, whereas Bivol, when you're looking at Bivol, you're looking at the best of the best. Powerful power um, And even though Bivol isn't a power puncher, and that could actually give Arthur a bit of an advantage, he's not really the most, you know, he doesn't sit on his shots like some of the others in the division. Um, what it will do, I think, what will happen is that it will get to a point where he's so frustrated in the fight and he doesn't know what to do and his corner won't know what to do and how to deal with Bivol. I feel like Bivol is just way too intelligent for him. I feel like he's too quick. Um, he's got enough power, which is the important thing here. I think he's got Bivol has enough power to, to cause Arthur a lot of problems. And he hits clean and very often. Um... And I just feel like Arthur just doesn't have the ability to to take that kind of punishment, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, could, I, I could I could see him I could see him quitting in the corner. I, I, yeah, I, I saw in his last fight against the Suarez because you know he's been on the Wasserman cards trying to rebuild his career. He he got dropped, and it looked bad for him. He didn't look 
in great shape in like not great shape he didn't look good in that fight and then he got the stoppage late on but against like a guy like brian suarez who's not really a you know a name at like heavyweight if that guy's getting a lot of trouble for bivol this is just gonna be target practice really yeah yeah, yeah. and for bivol and i think it seems like the move is the saudis are gonna hope that better beats callum smith which i think he should do mm. like, i think it should be a competitive fight but i think when we do the preview i'll go into more but for that fight when because that's in january so that's you know next month now um but what it seems like is they want to set up bivol versus Baturbiev in march i think or before ramadan because obviously the Riyadh season is going till before ramadan mm. uh, so it's, it seems like that's the move that they're going to try to make so this is a decent step up for him to like get your rust off have some target practice and then see then we can go into the undisputed fight i think even if callum smith wins they probably do it with callum smith they'll get matchroom to make that undisputed fight but for bivol there's a lot on the line but he won't feel the pressure because i think he knows he, he can take out a guy like arthur easily like he's been in there with tougher guys like for arthur i wanted to see him fight um craig richards not bivol. yeah i thought mm-hmm. that would have been better to see where each fighter, Craig and Arthur, are in their careers. I think this is just, he's just going to get battered in this fight. So, But Bivol, I need to, I mean, like, especially if you want to go into an undisputed fight, you need to batter a guy like Arthur. You need to show that. The only guy that I need to, that I want to show my skills against is better be. Like, everyone else, I'll just blow them away. Pause. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if Arthur does quit, he's got a friend that might join him. Let's get yeah. into it. So Daniel Dubois, he makes triple quit. He makes his return this year, which I'm surprised. I didn't expect him to return to boxing that quickly. So when they announced this fight, I was really surprised. Um, against Jarrell, big baby. I mean, he's probably got um, a loads of loads of steroids in his in his baby bottle. Miller, you know, like this is as as rubbish a fight you could get in terms of the ethics of boxing. But in terms of entertainment, this is as entertaining as it's probably going to get because these two are probably going to batter each other. Um, I can't wait for this. The the press conference is funny. Just seeing Dubois thinking about what color crayons he should be using. While <laughs> it's just like, he's got nothing in between. Really his ears. Using him, it's just funny. He's literally got nothing in between his ears. Like literally, <laughs> literally like Miller is there throwing beats at AJ, talking about how he's going to do this and that to AJ, and he hasn't re- he hasn't like registered that he's indirectly saying he's going to beat Dubois by by and then going to AJ like he hasn't really com- like registered anything that's been mm. said until mm. someone's prompted him and he's just there like oh yeah oi 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 yeah yeah <laughs> like he's literally he's got nothing in between his ears like he's just like actually tell a lie. He's probably got like a hamster on a on a treadmill, <laughs> and the treadmill's just not, it's not working, and the hamster's just tired. Like he's just literally just such a bozo. But going into that fight here, I think it's going to score one of two ways where he's either going to punch the shit out of Jarrell Miller, or he's Jarrell Miller is just going to absorb everything like Margin Boo, and then sort of like break his will towards the second half of the fight. Like, I can only see it going one of two ways. Yeah. Mm. Um, Chris, your favourite fighter, do with Daniel Dubois. What's your thoughts on this fight? 
We're going to have to call him quadruple quit after this, right? Ooh. Um, <laughs> 4Q. No swear words. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's a it's a good fight, if I'm being real. It's a very, very good fight. And I just hope we get more pressers between now and the fight because it just it's just so entertaining to see Jarrell Miller use all his wit and all his bars and it's just going straight over Daniel Dubois' head. There was times in the press conference where I didn't, I don't think Daniel Dubois understood that he was fighting Miller and Miller was talking to him. I really didn't understand. Like, he just sat there. Sometimes he just sat there and then he'd look and then, yeah, he, like you said, someone would prompt him to to react. Like, like speak up for yourself. Um, but um, stylic, stylistically, it's um, it's an interesting matchup. Um, Joe Miller, as we know, is a humongous guy. Pause. Um, <laughs> and um, he's also got a really high output, punch output, for someone his size, obviously because of what he's taking. Um, but um, I feel like Dubois doesn't like getting hit. He just does not like getting hit. He's not the kind of guy who I can see going for a battle of attrition. I feel like in the battle of attrition, he loses. Um, he doesn't really want to engage where he feels he's going to be back quite clean. And um, I feel like it's part of the reason why I am leaning a little bit towards Jarrell Miller. The only reason... I wouldn't just outright say Miller's going to win is because I don't know where he is at this point in time in terms of his fitness, um, in terms of how um, how much he's regressed since he's banned. He hasn't really fought the, the right calibre of opponents to prepare him for. Yeah, it was so it was Bracamonte and then this year was Lucas Brown. Yeah, those, come on. And, and Lucas Brown... Obviously, like that one, I think about five rounds, six yeah. rounds, yeah, six Obviously. rounds, yeah. And Luke's run has some success as well. Like, yeah, Luke's run is in condition as well, so yeah. And so, and, and and that's the main thing. Um, I feel like if Dubois has anything about him, he should he should win that fight, maybe not knock him out, but. At least um, a UD. Um, but if Miller really does turn up, and he kind of rolls back the years to his his steroid years, then I feel like it could be a, a long night. If if the if the same Dubois that turned up in his last couple of fights turns up again, it's not looking great. It's not looking great. Yeah, I feel like. For Dubois, a lot of questions are going to be answered in this fight. Like, you've got a fighter who's not as skilled as Joyce and Usyk, where he's got a lot of technical ability to back himself on Miller. But he, he's really good. If he does, like you said, come through and turn the gears, he will turn the gears on um, mm. Dubois. And Miller said he wants to test if he's got um, you know, what the B word inside him. So if he's a mm. you know, word. So he wants to test how much there is out of Dubois and Dubois there's like I said there's a lot of questions now that he has to answer are you a quitter are you not and this is the perfect fight to answer that because there should be attrition for both fighters to come through to try to win 100 percent 
and the and winner. I don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Miller would back down. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. He won't. He he, he looks like he's gonna go for it. The, that's the thing I expected with AJ when they first went to fight. Was I thought he was gonna go at AJ, but eventually he's he's gonna blow his gas load. Well, clearly he wasn't apparently because of all the drugs he was taking. But um, AJ was then gonna able to be able to break him down. I think the same thing here. He's gonna go at Dubois until mm. either Dubois breaks or he breaks himself. Mm. So it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a very entertaining fight from start to finish. Mm. I feel like Miller is the type of guy, as soon as the bell goes, he's going to go straight at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Mm. You're not processed for Miller. Yeah, yeah. Not the yeah, just straight into it. Because, like, like, especially if you're a guy like Miller, you're wondering, if this guy really has quit, let me get in there straight away and make it hell for him. So... Mm. It's gonna be a good night. That's gonna be a good fight. That's 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 a good that's a good matched. There's a matchmaking. That's a very good, well matched mm. fight. I can't wait for that one. Uh, then let's go into the co. Do we call it co-main or undercard? Co-main. Home. Even the co-main doesn't really. There's not. There's no such thing as a co-main. But this is the co-main. Deontay Wilder coming back after a year out from the sport to fight uh, Joseph Parker, which I feel like. Is an underrated fight because Joseph Parker, this is his fourth fight this year. Like he's already mm-hmm. had three fights this year, three wins. He had a he had a last performance against Simon Keane, which he really looked good in. Um, in on the Fury and Garden fight, he really looked good in that fight. Um, and he's been building himself back since the Joyce loss. And this is the perfect fight to give him. I feel if he wants to really show himself that he's he's back to a better level than he was before. But for Deontay Wilder. A year out of the ring, and in that year, you only had one round when you fought um, Hellenius, and you're coming off that battering that the two batterings that Fury gave you. There's a lot, there's a load, there's loads of questions of where Wilder is in his career. We don't know mm. that will be answered in this fight. Um, Safa, I saw you tweet a lot about this fight in terms of what you feel, so I want to get your thoughts on uh, Wilder versus Parker. I think Parker doesn't, <laughs> I honestly believe Parker doesn't. Like, I feel like when. See in boxing, yeah, when people sort of like are planning like their next moves, I think there's always a banana pick, like a banana skin. So when people talk about like AJ Wilder and stuff like that, I feel like there's a there's a massive banana peel right here. And I feel like um Parker stylistically has the 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 weapons to hurt Wilder. Like a lot of time when we've when Wilder's fought like sort of like his uh, opponents, he's fought like decent skilled fighters where they always sort of have him hurt, but they just don't quite get him out of there. And then obviously, Wilder lands the right hand. But I feel like with Parker, like um, his distance control is really good. Um, he's a really accurate puncher as well. And I think they're kind of similar, like in terms of like like uh, dimensions. I think Parker may be bigger than him. Um, Wilder might Wilder could, could pass as a cruiser, really and truly. But um, I feel like Parker's got good feet as well. So I feel like he's got the the, the weapons to really uh, get Wilder out of there. It's just a matter of how does uh, Parker react to when he gets hit. Yeah. Chris, your thoughts on Wilder versus Parker? Great fight. Um, uh, I'm not as convinced as Mark is, um, but I really do think Parker could win. And the main reason I thought Parker could win is when I when I look at when I look at um, Deontay Wilder's fights in the past, um, he fights a lot of very big, static, or older guys who mm. can't move as well. And Wilder has great power. 
undeniably so. But I feel like with someone who's slightly more agile, he would struggle to land those shots clean. And I think that's the main difference. Um, I feel like he's able to, to land a lot of clean shots against a lot of the bigger guys. Um, they don't anticipate things as quickly and they don't move as well. Parker probably moves better than, I want to say, I almost want to say anyone that Wilder's ever beaten. Um, I can't think of anyone who, to be honest, it's his best opponent. It'd, it'd be his best win if he was to win. Um, but it's tough. And I know we can't take too much stock in sparring, but even seeing Wilder sparring David Hay in the past and seeing the success he had in, in the sparring, if he can kind of make, if he can kind of, you know, um, take some stock from that, make those similar kind of moves in the ring, you know, moving great, great footwork, moving his head a lot, working him to the body, catching him. Because I still, till this day, don't think Wilder's chin has really, really been tested. I don't think it's as iron clad as people like to make out it's been. I don't think he's really been... Every single fight. He's, the thing is with him, yeah, he's just got good survival instincts. Like, when he gets hurt, he knows how to sort of, like, survive. He's got heart. He's got heart. He, 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 that's the thing with him. He does have heart. He, he's got great heart. And that's why... It's part of the reason why he's where he is. Um, he's got great, great heart. Um, but if Parker does kind of roll back the years um if he really locks in dials in he really could win however he may not want to win because his daddy fury might lose some vindication he's had um they might not look at his win against wilders favorably and you know those two you know it's this is dad you can't you can't overstep the mark on what your dad's done. You can't overlook his you can't overstep his achievements. So there is that in the back of my mind. But um great fight regardless. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know what to expect from both fighters. Like again, with wildest inactivity, you haven't fought anyone since Fury that's really tested you. So we don't know where you are with your career. And also I think he's like 37 now, isn't he? Or something like that. Yeah. So he's he, he's not a spring chick, he's 38. So he's no spring chicken and his mm. resistance might could be gone. Not gone, but it could be worse. Joseph Parker, he's had a good year because he started the year off really bad. He fought um, Jack Massey, who is a cruiserweight on the boxer card. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, what what the hell happened to that boxer? Remember, he signed to boxer at the start of the year and then he hasn't had a fight on boxer since. So what, very Parker? Yeah, he signed with boxer and oh, then... Oh. That's how the Joe Joyce fight got made because Parker, Joyce, Boxer and Thing came together. Oh. Um, and then he fought Jack Massey, who's a cruiserweight who moved up to heavyweight and that was a decision win that he, he, he had to... It was tough and he had to battle it out to win. So that looked bad. But then he fought again in... Um, I think it was May in Melbourne against Opelu. Opelu's no one. Like, he's just... A, you know, them ones in... Uh, if you're a good Australian heavyweight... He'll be there, you knock him out, and then you get promoted to that international level. Mm. So you got that first round knockout. Then he fought Simon Keane on the Fury Inganu. And Simon Keane's a bit better, but not a great opponent still. And he stopped Simon Keane. 
um, in the third round. And he looked really good in that fight. So he's been active, so he's been getting better. And we've been seeing a string of results from him and performances where he's been getting better, even though the opponents aren't that great. Um, but we can't deny what happened in the Joe Joyce fight where he really got battered. Like he mm. really got battered in that fight. And if Wilder does land a big shot on him, does he still have the resistance as well to take that shot? Because he did have a chin on him at some point. Parker, yeah. Parker could take a shot. But I feel like it could be really um, compromised. That's why I look at this fight. I don't know what to expect. I genuinely don't know. Like I think when the week comes, then I'll make a decision. But really, I don't know what to expect. We could see Parker get a decision and really hurt Wilder and and you know put on a good performance over 12 rounds we can see wilder mm. just detonate that right hand and parker just can't take it and parker's just getting battered but generally there's, there's so many factors and because we haven't seen wilder and because with parker we've seen him i'm edging towards i'm not really saying parker would win but i think you can't help but think that he has a better chance than most people are giving him and yeah. as well yeah he, he's your you think he's going to win as well so like I'm on the edge, on the fence. I, th- I, th- I think this is a genuine 50 50. I think mm. this is a fight, any fighter could probably win it. So it, that's why it's a good, it's a well matched card. But obviously, the big issue is if Wilder loses, we probably lose the Joshua fight. And then yeah, we'll the as well, but vice versa. So these fights are really, the, the AJ Wilder fight is really at risk if these fights lose because the Saudis aren't going to want to put up 100 million, wherever it is, if the guys lose. So, but it's yeah. a good fight. Can't wait for it. Unless they both lose. <laughs> but even then, they're not going to put that much money for it. Like, even if they both lose, we'll still want to watch it. But yeah. besides, like, you like lost. Why do we need to yeah. post this then? Mm. So, And then coming to the main event, AJ versus Valine. I mean, I'm more confident on picking AJ in this fight. And the reason mm. I say it is because Valine's a Southpaw, and obviously Southpaw... We've seen AJ have tri- difficulties with, but look at the southpaw that he had a difficulty with. It was mm. Usyk. Walin's not the same like Usyk. He's not as crafty. He's not as quick. He's mm. not as skilled. But he's still he's still got some craftiness about him. Um, he can hold himself in the ring well. Um, but I feel like this is good for AJ because one thing I said last year was I wanted to see him fight three times a year, and mm. we're seeing that this year. You know, he, mm. he fought Franklin. He's fought Hellenius, and now he's fighting Walin. And what we're seeing from him is. In the Franklin fight, he won it comprehensively. I think he won, it was a wide decision. He, he, yeah. he scored it properly. He didn't do it by judges, but you scored it yourself. You gave most of the rounds to AJ. The mm. issue was, we were thinking he should, if he's the destroyer, he has to knock out a guy like Franklin. Mm. But the fact that he was able to win that many rounds, good. It was a good come. It's a decent comeback. There was this bit of you would you wanted a bit more from it. Then we saw Hellenius. He was winning that fight, but he was getting a bit touched up in that fight. Like his yeah. nose was bleeding. But to be fair, his nose bleeds quite a lot. But he he was taking shots that he shouldn't have been taking from a guy like mm-hmm. Hellenius. But then he got that big knockout um, that he set up, and he set up he set up well in the fight. He was going down to the body, then right hand over the top. So I'm more confident in seeing AJ now because I've seen him twice this year. Mm-hmm. Not the best opponents, but still decent opponents that are giving him tests. Hellenius mm-hmm. is still. A- okay opponent he's not the best opponent you're not going to rank him as one of AJ's top five wins but it's it, as a stay busy fight because obviously mm. they want in white and it didn't work out it was a decent enough opponent and then also um franklin is an okay opponent to see where aj is mm. um, valine is going to be the proper test to actually see if he's that top three 
level fighter because I believe the one needs a top 10. You could argue where in the top 10, I'd say I'd say around the top 10 area. That's where Otto Valin is. And mm. I saw his last fight with Gassiev because that's how much of a nerd I am. I'll stay up for those. I didn't stay up for mm-hmm. those fights. I'll get the VPNs and all that. <laughs> he did well, but he didn't do a lot, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I felt Gassiev was didn't close off the ring properly. He 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 looked the shorter man, the smaller man in that in that ring. Um, he was very slow. He's always had issues with inactivity and injuries, and he looked it in the ring. Um, There's no sharpness to his punches. There's nothing really threatening from him in that fight. And Balin boxed mm-hmm. well, had him hurt with a punch or two in, in I remember the fifth round or something like that, and was just taking the rounds from him. I don't think he can do the same with um, Anthony Joshua. I think Joshua is really going to let his hands go. I mean, we we expect that in every fight, but I think in this fight, we're really going to see him um, because also you've got Valin, who's kind of the same height as him and size. So he's not got someone that's really tricky and moving around a lot. He's going to try to move, and that's on AJ to try to cut off the ring. And I think he's getting better at it. I think we're going to see more of it in this fight, and especially the fact that he linked up with Ben Davison. Now, the whole trainer thing, I'm not the biggest expert in terms of what trainer works well for AJ or whatnot. What I'm expecting from his link up with uh ben davison is ben what he likes to do with established fighters is get them fighting long and then getting their power punches off when they're fighting long so guys like you know lee wood um the way he transformed him was to get him fighting going forward but being able to keep it long and then keeping your opponent at the end of your punches so you can fully extend your power into it so you see what he did with lee wood he made lude with his big puncher he's been winning fights like that i think we could expect that from aj where he's going to come forward Keep it at his distance, his range, and set his power shots going. And I think if he if he doesn't if he does have a bit of more confidence in himself, he'll be able to stop Otto Valin. Mm. But if he does have that doubt in in the back of his mind, he's gonna find he will, he will lose a couple rounds there, and the fight will be much more competitive than he expected. Mm. But uh, what do you guys think of that fight? I'm gonna come to you first, Chris. Um, good fight, good fight, very competitive fight. Um. I feel like Joshua, as much as people like to state Joshua for his performances against Usyk, I feel like he definitely had some success in the second fight. Um, obviously, Wallen isn't going to be anywhere near as crafty as Usyk is. He's not. He's not the the fighter technically that Usyk is. He doesn't have the speed, the footwork. Um, he's probably got more power, but. Um, those weren't the things that were giving AJ issues when it came to that matchup. Um, I feel AJ does win. Um, but it's, it's tough to say with AJ. Um, because you don't know, you don't really know what you're going to get. His styles, he's, he's, he's changing coaches quite frequently, which is a little bit worrying. Um we just don't know what to expect. So it's very hard to predict what AJ you'll get in there. For the most part, I feel like AJ, regardless of who's training him, should beat Wallen. I, I don't think he, I don't necessarily think he'd get a knockout. But he should beat him. Um, Wallen is tough. He's game. Um, I feel like from AJ's perspective, it should be a priority to when the opportunity does present itself to get him out of there. Um, it does a lot for the whole Fury versus AJ um, 
profile matchup. If AJ can knock out a guy that Fury really did struggle with. Um, but um, it's it's a good fight. It's a good fight. So for you? Um, I am in two minds as to whether it's a unanimous decision or 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 stoppage. Um, and I just think this fight all depend on the mind frame that uh, Joshua's in. If he's sort of second guessing himself, then I reckon it becomes a, a twelve round decision. But if we see him as stoked as he was in the press conference and sort of as hungry as he was and aggressive, <laughs> then um, I expect AJ to take him out. And that being said, the last time I saw AJ that aggressive was probably the Brazil fight, maybe, where he was really not taking any chat from from Brazil. And I think if he like fights anywhere to that level, then he gets him out of there. But it's all very much dependent on what AJ turns up. If it's sort of like the one that's sort of conservative and trying to box and trying to gain people's respect by by boxing and moving, then it's a comfortable, well, not comfortable, but it's a 12-round decision for him. But if it's sort of AJ of that fought Brazil one, sort of Femi, like as we like to call you know, the, the personalities, um, if it's if you see Femi, then you should get him out of there. That's why I don't say Joshua win. I feel like at the press conference, it was more like he's in a place where all around him, there's just people that's always talk shit about him. Like you had Def Sani, like I know he trolls online, but if he trolls online. And someone shows him the same energy back. You can't really complain about it. Like the way he said, you know, don't, you know, I, I'm not taking questions from you. I'll take it from Eddie. Um, then you also had Deontay Wilder, who has a certain energy when he's talking to certain interviewers about him. But then face to face, he was all respectful. Mm. Then he also had Frank Warren, who was, was also, you know, he slandered him bare, talked bare crap about him. Like there's bare people around him, Daniel Dubois, Miller. But I feel like in that moment, he didn't like being in that press conference because he knew. All of these people re- like didn't like him, and then obviously he didn't like the fact that Wallin was like, "Oh, he's had his peak, but now he's declining and all of that." Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's in that mode, and I like that. I think that's better from him because I feel like it's rather than trying to be everyone's buddy, buddy, go there and just knock everyone out. Mm, yeah. not, not actually at the press conference, but like that should be your mentality. Just getting in there, I just want to beat the crap out of you. I don't care about your mm. respect. I don't care about you. I don't care about the fan. I just want to beat yeah. you up. And if he's on that mentality, I think that's better for him um, going forward. So I, I like I liked what I saw from the press conference mentally in terms of like say going straight up to Walin and be like, "Promise me, I want to f you up December third. Yeah. Like, and then don't shake my hand after when you're talking all this crap." So like, I, I think that's better for him because we'll see a guy that will come up and try to fight. So I think that's I think I think hopefully we can expect a better. More entertaining version of AJ come December 23rd. Kitchen King saying, Big up, what up, people? Big up, Kitchen King. What's up with you, bro? Um, all right. Anything else we need to cover? We, we've covered it all basis today. Yeah. And that's all right for now. Yeah. Um, we'll get into uh, Fury Usyk. I'll try, I'll try to sort it out soon because I want to get Oscar, the big Fury fan, on, obviously, and Adam, the big Usyk fan, on because then it makes sense that we can pit them against each other and see. How they feel as well um and then obviously in the build-up to the fight 
I think what we'll do is we'll do a preview of the fight and we'll try to do a special preview, but we'll sort that out for the fight. Um, and we'll also group in the Inoue fight because that's a sick week. You've got on Saturday, you've got the Day of Reckoning card, December 23rd. And then three days later on Boxing Day, you've got Inoue fighting for um, Double Undisputed. So we'll put that. So watch out for that because we're going to do that preview together. Um, I might do a watch along for the Inoue one because it'll be on you know lunchtime, but I'll have to see. But um, yeah, so watch out for next week because we'll discuss the Garcia fights, like what happened with uh, Ryan Garcia. Of course, he's coming back next week on Saturday. So we'll discuss how that fight goes. Also, O'Hara Davis um, his, for his having his, I think it's his first world title shot. You can kind of classify as his world title, his interim belt, but yeah, them ones, vacant, whatever. I, I forgot what it was, but discuss that. And then also, Next week, we'll be discussing the preview for uh, Progre Haney, which I think is one of the most underrated fights of that month. Mm. Uh, promotion's been real. Like Chris said, the promotion's been sick. It's been fun to watch. So watch out for that. Um, so if you're watching on um, YouTube, click subscribe, like, comment. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. Um, and please keep tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, Ringside Fracas, or Instagram. And we'll keep putting updates on when the next show is. But it's usually Sundays at 7. So we'll, be, we'll see you next Sunday. See you then. Peace. I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have this no, in I, seven I or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Sports Social Podcast Network.